Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. My guest today is Patricia Lohan. Patricia is a feng shui expert and a real life Irish Celtic shaman. She is known as the Mary Poppins of prosperity. And today we're gonna be talking about powerhouse feng shui. We are going to be learning why to focus on your span of control. Because as we know, there's a lot of external circumstances that are out of our control. Patricia's going to share why to focus on what you can control. We're also going to dive into how to enhance and maintain your internal power, one of my favorite topics, tips to make your office work for you. And you're going to want to have a pen and paper because she gives lots of bullet points in this episode, or you can always access them through checking out the show notes and transcription. We go into the subtle energetic tweaks that rebalance and optimize flow. I love one of her quotes, which is intention plus remedies equals transformation. So you are going to learn about some little tweaks that you can do in your house for that transformation of experiencing balance and flow and ease. And last but not least, we talk about the impact of energy imprints of stuff. And we all have stuff. This is the perfect time of the year to do little audits and clean out. But we talk about those energy imprints and what to do about the material goods and so much more. As you know, I'm a massive fan of feng shui. This was a real honor to have Patricia as my final guest of 2022. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, delighted to be here. <laughs> I'm delighted to have you. I just, I love this. I'm just going to be so transparent here with the audience. We had a little tech issue and out of three plus years of podcasting, the only other time I've ever had anything like this is when we were talking about energy. And so I think the audience is in for a great treat because the universe knows we're about to blow the lid off with really high vibe conversations. So let's get into it. Thank you so much. I absolutely love that so much. We are, yes, and this is what, what feng shui is all about. Like it's a misunderstood subject for sure, but it's all about energy and vibration. And um, in our kind of funny in, in intro start when we first started originally, and uh, we talked about span of control, you know, and the last few years that we've been um, going through so many different crazy things that have been kind of out of control. Um, that I really uh, worked and talked a lot to my community about like, what are the things that we can look after? What are the things that we can tend to and take care of? And what are the things that are, that are within our span of control? And our environment is one of those things that was often, um, you know, overlooked up until now. Yes, absolutely. When we're talking about reclaiming our personal power, or maybe for the very first time, stepping into it, giving ourselves permission to have that. What do you think gets in the way for women? 
What do I think gets in the way from women? Um, it is, it's fear, you know, for sure. I believe it's fear, but also, um, you know, it's, I just, all that's coming into my head is that um, Marion Williamson quote, like, we're not afraid of, um, you know, afraid, the, our biggest fear is the fear of the power that we do have within us. And it's almost like afraid of like unleashing that and being like, oh, well, what, what will happen if I actually do step up and say, and start speaking my truth and start owning and looking after myself, my body, my home, my business, and really going for it, like really going for it, like what's going to happen? Because um, it's watch out world. Yeah, it is. And we have a lot of high achievers, a lot of healers that listen to the show. And so what I often hear is there's this dip their toe in the water of experiencing that energy of like, wow, what am I capable? I just had a taste of it. It's going to be amazing. Or they'll get into this vein of service and be so pumped up, but they won't be able to sustain or hold that power. Mm -hmm. I know you help people become powerhouses and make their homes yeah. powerhouses. How can they hold on to that energy of their own innate power? I think for me, this a huge part of this. Um, there's there's a few different threads of it, but the very first one is, um, is just watching what disempowers you or what where you tip off. So, um, when we move into our power center, which um we often connect with being the solar plexus, but really for women, our power center and the center of our bodies is our heart. And when we are in our heart and solidly in our heart and connect to that place um that's where we're there and then just watching ourselves like there's a huge level of just awareness of watching what's tipping me off and why am I letting this bring me out of this place why am I letting myself drop into fear why am I letting myself drop into into lack or into frustration or overwhelm when I know that the place that I work and operate best from is my heart mm. So just being mindful of tuning back into the body, is that like one anchor point if they're starting to feel a little bit out of alignment? For sure, for sure. And then for me, like from a feng shui perspective, is absolutely just looking at your home. So one of the things that's very, that's often misunderstood about feng shui is the fact that um, it has its own energy and frequency as well. So um, why I have seen um, so much success over the years with my clients who are energy workers and healers and, you know, just stay at home moms, housewives, entrepreneurs, it doesn't actually matter, is that they created a very stable foundation in the energetics of their home and when we balance the energetics of the home and get that in situ then you're feeling that sense of support to be able to keep and maintain that heart centered um place and that heart space because you know that there's no external forces energetically from your environment um, sabotaging or you are pushing you off whack. Um, and um, I'm happy to, you know, talk more on that one because feng shui for me is my, is the thing that I feel is the, you know, it's, it starts at home, you know, it yes, all starts at absolutely. home. Absolutely. You know? So what is the heart of the home? 
So um, the heart of the home in terms of feng shui would be the center area of the home. And interestingly enough, when it comes to the practice of feng shui, um, you know, many of you may have seen or, or heard of the Wheel of Life or done it over the years in any numerous different ways and iterations of it. Um, but similarly with feng shui, the center of the home is uh, and the, is kind of the heart of the home. And in, in our feng shui practice, we work with, um, I work with traditional classical flying stars which is the practice of um analyzing a house based on the year it's built and its positioning and its size and its shape but then we divide it into these different areas but right in the center is the hell is the health connection self-love self-gratitude kind of just that center part like the heart and then all of the spokes come out and have different area represent different areas of your home. Now, some of those areas, um, you know, could be off just as if you're doing the wheel of life. And what I find so interesting is if someone did a wheel of life and then I did a feng shui analysis, they would be a mirror. Like the health area or the career area could be really low or your, you know, your prosperity area be really low. But I did the analysis of feng shui, but like, oh, look, well, it's this because of this. Um, so for me, when it comes to for from a center in the heart of the home is right in the center and keeping that area and how do you find it? It will be imagine if you kind of like zoomed up out of your house and you were looking down at it and you're like, that's kind of the center, like right in the middle bit. And um, will be the center and just the outer area of that. And um, it would certainly be, I'd recommend to keep it clear of clutter, keep it as calm as possible. And, you know, it may be where there's a busy hallway or things, but just being really mindful that you have it um, as, as just as, yeah, as calm and lacking of like overwhelm in that area as, as much as possible. That makes a lot of sense. And speaking of, just different tips to amplify the rooms. Uh, we do have a lot of entrepreneurs listening to the show, and I'm wondering what the mm -hmm. biggest mistake is in an office when they're trying to serve and manifest wealth. What do you think yeah. it's in the way for a lot of people? What's, what's the biggest mistake in the office? The first one I would say for the office is actually just, you know, setting it up for success. Like, you know, making space. This is a bit like you said about like, how do we step into our power? It's like you own a place. You take a space up and you say, this is where I'm working from. You dedicate it to your work and not to any other crazy distraction. I know some of you are listening, well, I work at the kitchen table and um, okay, if that's where you do, work that's completely fine there's nothing wrong with it but are you sitting with your back to a wall do you have a proper chair can you see the door have you cleared all the stuff out of the you know all the breakfast stuff out of the way and kind of designated that space um, do you pack it away in the evening so you clearly create clear boundaries between your on and off and your workspace and then if you are fortunate enough to have a work office space, is it like set up in a way that you're like, I'm the boss, like I have a proper chair. And like, Casey, kudos to you. You have a gorgeous desk. I'm just kind of like for everyone who's watching, she has, she's a great solid wooden desk. She's a lovely high back chair. It's like some plants. I'm sure all those books behind you are pretty inspirational books. Like, you know, it's like, what is in your field, in your space that makes you feel like I'm coming in and I'm the boss? 
Um, I know from from just seeing thousands of offices over the years, you know, it would be like women again, like kind of take it. I'll just take this little corner in this spare bedroom and like wedge myself in here. And they're feeling cornered in because it looks like they're being cornered in and they're not like taking a command position with their back to the wall. See the door, have some space between you and the doors. So you can see what's coming at you. Make sure that what's in your field and in your workspace is aligned with where you want to go in your life, in your business, in your career. And it's very focused on that. You know, um, I uh, did an in-person feng shui uh, consultation, which I do very rarely now, but I spent most of the day with my client in her office. And when you walked in, it deceivingly looked very clean and no clutter but there was folders and folders of paperwork from old businesses from old courses that she had taught from just like client legal stuff drama like it was it was and it was all just it all looked so neat and as I started to dig in I was like we don't need to be holding on to all this stuff from the past. Like the, you, we want to be focusing on the future and where you're going. So there's a massive opportunity with your workspace to for it to inspire you. And for like, you're going to spend seven, eight hours a day in it. Like you need to make sure that it is um, a priority. And like for me, when people say, where do I start? Where should I start? And like start in your bedroom because you're definitely spending seven or eight hours there. And then your workspace. And if I you like have that. those two places, like looked after you're going to it's going to lead to a lot more success better sleep you know in your bed when you're with your bedroom and then more productive and creative in your workspace Thank you so much, Patricia. Amazing tips. I just want to say too, for the listeners that you really gave this checklist of what to do to be in that power seat in your office. So everything's going to be transcribed. And I just highly recommend they go back to the show notes and really look at all of those tips that you mentioned for the office. I want to share too, that I had a feng shui master come and do an in-person consultation in my home. And the biggest thing that I really wanted to turn around was the clarity for career. And they're like, do you want anything else? What about relationships? What about I'm like, nope, nope, only that. I've never really been able to find a spot that I feel comfortable working mm -hmm. out of my home. So once they did the whole, um, you know, analyzing, they came back and said, you don't have your Northeast quadrant because of the way my house was positioned. It was literally empty because I had my garage jutting out. And it was so very interesting to me because everything else feels like a great flow, but that never felt right. Just exactly like you said, mm -hmm. taking up a little space at the breakfast bar and, and, and all of that. So I wanted to say that when you were mentioning the person that takes up a little corner of a bedroom and they're wondering why they're feeling cornered in that really resonated with me. And it's almost like if you were to look and go, why am I playing small? It totally mm. correlates with that exact yeah. same scenario that you're talking about. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. <laughs> I love that. And that idea that you talked about the missing area. And then, um, you know, there's two things here. First of all, for anyone who's um, curious about what those nine areas are, because you talked about the career area, what those nine areas are. I have an amazing personal assessment um, quiz that you can do. That's at patricialone.com forward slash new quiz. And that goes through the nine areas and will share where you're at with those nine areas and gives a kind of tip for every one of those areas. Like so career, health, fame, relationships, 
you know, you know, the master asked you, well, what do you need help with? Because um, this will kind of identify the main what main areas and give you something to do with it. Um, and then leading from that, one of the one of my mini my mini course, I go through this, the things that we don't realize can be impacting us. So for you with your career, you know, it was not you. It's not you work how hard you were working. It was the shape of your house was literally not allowing the energy of your career to um to be to flourish. And for everyone going, oh my God, the shape of my house is weird. Like it's I'm doomed. <laughs> not at all. Like the 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 nice part about feng shui is that we love workarounds. We work with intentionality. We work with the energetics. And I'm always finding like and giving people like a cure to fix it. So it doesn't mean you have to knock walls or rebuild anything or change any like major, major issues. It's just more about subtle energetic tweaks that we can rebalance and kind of say, hey, universe, actually my career area does exist and this is what I do. And you know, what can you do? So just for people listening and being like, oh my God, like the shape of my house. Like it could be the shape. It could be the year I was born. It could be the house type. There's so many iterations. And, um, but when you find out and balance it, it just, it is, it's fine. It, there's flow. <laughs> I love that you mentioned that because, you know, like Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. You can do bite-sized yeah. things. You mentioned intention twice. I would love to hear your take on the power of intention, especially when it comes to micro tweaks or cures. Um, what's your perspective on the power of intention? So um, I have a really, really big, like my, you know, I talk to my clients and I'm like intention plus remedies equals transformation. So it's the power of your, and also where you're doing the, where the intention is coming from. Is it coming from, I'm so afraid I'm doing the feng shui because I'm so afraid of everything, you know, or am I doing this because deep inside, you know, there's amazing potential and something's just a little bit off and you're like, I'm excited. Like you're doing it from that energy of excitement and knowing everything is figure outable and adding the remedies and the balances, it brings the magic in. So I'm a huge fan of intention. And I know that, and from a feng shui perspective, um, we decorate and create our homes often very unconsciously. So those micro little fears or things in our life that we may not even realize are reflecting out into our home are in our home kind of you know holding us back so for me one of the big ones that I love and um, just even on kind of like in this kind of um situation where you're like oh like I don't know where to start with feng shui uh, for me I would literally start work looking at the artwork on your walls like start to move around and look at what's on your walls what is what what's the who, who put that up and what's the image represent to you how does it make you feel and on an office situation for example I was looking at this woman's office and I honestly was didn't know what to say to her I was like her office was the beautiful feng shui perfect desk lovely chair like beautiful so now everything set up like very exquisite um, and I just like can you tell me about the painting so on the wall there was this like big winter scene so you're we just started off talking about snow outside right now you know we know winter is hibernation nobody really wants to do anything you just got to hide under your duvet like 
it's not like our, it is busy, but it's not the busiest time of the year. It's not harvest time. So for me, having the winter season is not necessarily the best kind of artwork in your office because you want it to be like, really what we want is like summer and harvest. You know, mm-hmm. we want like where things are growing and growth, not like season of winter. So I was I was thinking this to myself as she was showing the picture. And then I said, well, tell me about it because, you know, she could have a completely different relationship with that piece of art than I can perceive as a consultant oh the next line was the best ever she said oh it was my ex-husband's oh no I just went like so first of all it's a winter scene and second of all it is a piece of art from something that didn't work out in your life you know it didn't work out so we don't want that energy in your office what we want is things that like connect you and I just like laughingly me and my friend I, my friends call me a unicorn um, and I have another friend we have a huge unicorn so they bought me a painting of a unicorn it just reminds me of my community and my friends but I just a little piece of, I have a sign that a client sent me says trust your instinct and another one that says stay weird a piece of art that my dad bought me and a painting from another client actually <laughs> lots of things from my clients and, nice. and this is like a hummingbird but you know it's like this is and then I have a, a picture here um, that's uh, of trees growing up, the sun coming through and bluebells and bluebells like you never see one bluebell on its own. Like there's always like hundreds of bluebells, you need a forest of bluebells. So, um, you know, they're just for me, like my personal things that I like, but for you and for you listening, like in your office, in your home, like you can use your home to be a vision board for your future. You can use, and it doesn't need to be blaringly obvious. It can be discreet. It's up to you. It's your, it's your messaging and your information. So maybe it's an inspirational quote and oh, this one today is going to be an amazing day sign, you know, like so what's going to make you feel good in your environment and going to support you? Yeah, so energizing. And what a good point about the artwork. I think that that's often overlooked, that energy and that vibration of just those subliminal messages that we're seeing, mm. especially with seasonalities. The other thing that um, brought to mind when you were talking about the office and old paperwork and things of that nature. When I learned that about not having an office space in my home, I ended up uh, redoing a home in my, uh, redoing a room in my partner's home. And I never paid attention to what was in the closet. In fact, I did an episode of, of the, the secret thing that was stopping my feminine flow in my closet. And what, you know, I did all this other piece thing, like all the other, like taking the command and all the other things that you're mentioning, the live plants and things that make me feel good, but I never looked in the closet. And so I think I'd been here a couple of years and I was like, you know what, I'm going to open it. And I was so shocked that it was ex-girlfriend memorabilia, like as far as like souvenirs from a trip and guns, um, things from his military past, his uniforms, his Navy whites, like all this stuff. And I was so shocked. Um, So to your point, like really Un, like looking under every stone and being so intentional about like every little bit of your area. Um, I just wanted to share that with you because oh I thought you'd get a kick out I of it. I love it. That is so funny. And like, honestly, um, we had a client who had a, a cushion in her prosperity area that said F off. Wow. Like, with the, 
but like it's like you don't even know you don't even see it it's like what you know so there's so many layers to this and they can be very blatant or very hidden you know literally in the cupboard and you're like oh it's just in the cupboard but like what is it is if things are broken if they're not working like ex-girlfriends like all that you know all that energy of, of different things that are just not in coherence with what you're doing and you know what you want to see progress in your relationship and all the ex and stuff is there it's like be helpful um because it's still there and interestingly when it's like oh in the cupboard under the bed those kind of places are in the basement those they're not being looked at but they're still not they're still there so there's still an energy imprint impacting um you and the space as well um, and, and you can see and i've seen it time and time again when you clear out those kind of things like the the change that can happen in people's energy is so and in relationships and in business um is so powerful so Patricia, what's your advice for people that are like, what do I do with the stuff? Like, for example, we have a lot of multi-passionate creatives. So there's most likely piles and stacks and folders, just like your client of ideas and iterations and maybe new programs they're going to launch, but they haven't. And so they're just sitting in stacks, maybe under their desk or on top of their desk. What do they do with that physical material? The physical material, I like, I, I don't think it's a bad idea to have stuff, but it's just being really honest with yourself. And I would say, is this helping me bring me closer to my future? Like there's a little bit of a line in the sand of like, am I hoarding this afraid that I won't get new ideas or afraid that this, that, that I'll, um, that I'll, that I'll, that I may not continue, especially like old business, old career ideas, like old business things, you know, oh, maybe I need this to lean back in on you know like we all know google is an amazing tool (laughs) whatever information we need we'll be able to whip it up pretty quickly and this goes for say examples for books and things where we can be big book book hoarders and I definitely had an ego thing around having books I was like look at all look how smart I am look at all the books I have and and we got rid of we had four massive giant suits and I think this is actually really a contributor to the stacks of stuff because we think that having more storage is good. It is not because it means that we end up putting more stuff into it, which then creates stagnant energy. So what I would say is one, look at like the books, look at the ones, am I ever going to read this again? No. Um, but we had four book bookcases. So what does four, four bookcases mean? It means you're going to have books on all the four bookcases. Whereas then I was like, okay, out of here, I'm getting rid of this bookcase. I'm getting rid of this one. I'm getting rid of this one. So looking from that perspective was really useful because then I realized I didn't need all the books. And then I just really tightened it down to the ones that I know I'll potentially read, or I know that someone's going to come and I can give to them. Um, and it was a very liberating the second thing with the storage again is just like looking at what you're storing the stuff in for example um I had a lady interview me on a podcast and she said to me Patricia I moved in here five years ago uh, into this home and this office and I have this goal that I really want for the last five years and I was like okay well where are you right now so her, her she's she was saying her office was in the career area was in her north area I was like oh that's your career area okay great and um and then she I said well if you've been stuck for five years like maybe you just need to move things like just move things if you're feeling stagnancy like feng shui is about movement so things are stuck you need to move things and she kind of looked over on the into the office and around her office and she's like those boxes have been there the five years wow 
since I moved in here. I said, she said, I haven't, they haven't moved. And I said, well, maybe you need to lift them up, get rid of them. If you haven't touched them in five years, get rid of them. And it was like, it was like a, the penny dropped for her of like, I haven't been moving in five years, but none of the stuff in here has been moving in five years. So for that idea of it's not about like throwing everything out, but it's kind of a revisit, revisit. Am I going to use this? Am I going to use it? Like get the chi moving um, and then narrow it down and be like, right, new ideas box. These are the things like you said, like we could have stuff under our desk. Like I said, under the table, under the bed, under it's 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 kind of dragging us down as well, because it can feel a heaviness of oh, I've never done that. And I haven't done that. And haven't done that. We don't want that. We don't really want to engage with that kind of energy. We're like, what is singing to me right now in this present moment? What are my potential things I'm excited about? And then making sure that things are just moved um, and then released if necessary. Oh, that's beautiful. You're totally reading my mind with the books. I'm a fan of minimalism, but the books thing is definitely mm. like, I've got a lot of nooks of <laughs> a lot of books. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, I love the talk about moving the energy and, and what a correlation. It's so powerful. You've shared some um, bits and pieces of success stories with your clients. What one really stands out to you? What one really makes your heart sing when you think about your feng shui magic and how it's totally transformed a woman that you've helped? So we have a, an amazing woman um, called Anne-Marie and she had just started her business when she joined our world and was kind of having sleepless nights going like, what have I done? Why am I doing this? Like, you know, what my bit, she was really in a kind of weird place with the business and it wasn't quite getting traction. And, you know, what I love is the journey into in with feng shui is she thinks she's in our world now six years and um, last week, she actually became like the head of um, the business network in her region. Wow. And, you know, she has won awards, national awards. Her business has, be has been on every media platform in the country. She's been on the radio, the newspapers. Her business has just taken off. She's had an online, it used to be an in-person, now she has an online version. It's just being, seeing that flourishing, you know, and it, and, you know, and then one of her other parts of like her testimonial and her stories to me, like, you know, she, she's always coming on every few, every year, but I'm like, this has happened. But like she manifested her husband's best, a Jeep, her, her home is much better, but also she's like me and my husband are like teenagers again. You know, so it's like for me with feng shui, it helps, you know, women flourish and step into their power and shine. And she is certainly shining so brightly. And just, you know, when I set, saw the awards thing, I was like, oh, girl, happy. you know, um, and that obviously she didn't get to that point without being recognized by everyone in her community to get a, brought into that role, you know, of her as a, as a businesswoman, but also then on the flip side, it's like, she has a nice, a good mind for the kids and she's doing all this, you know, it's all the parts of the life. It's not just the business, it's the health, it's the career, it's the family, it's the relationship, the prosperity, all those things. And, and that's where, you know, the feng shui really um, comes to, to you know into its own because it supports bringing balance and harmony into your home and then your business so it's that both it's both parts improve which is just you know it's gorgeous 
I love that. I love this conversation. So many people are talking about flow and ease, but when you look at your space, if it doesn't match it, it makes total Mm -hmm. sense that you're not going to actually feel that. So it's so powerful. I feel like this should be front page news because it is so effective and it's fun. It's so, it's it's so so fun. fun. (laughs) I really want to rename feng shui feng shui. Um, I'm sitting here in my Christmas jumper because we just had our, we had our Christmas um, celebration call with our clients this morning. And, you know, some of them are just like, I just feel so much more connected. I feel so much happier. I've had, I just, I can't believe how much happier I am, you know, and I have such a sense of contentment and peace. Like, it's amazing. And I'm getting new clients, you know, so it's like the, it's that sense of like inner peace and then all the rest starts to flow. Yeah. So fun way for sure. I'm all about the fun. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So Patricia, if you had a prediction for 2023 for female powerhouses, what would it be? Um, my prediction would be that it is a very fertile time. It's a very, you know, cause we're actually moving into the energy of the rabbit um, and you just think about the rabbit. It's just like that, like it, it symbolizes fertility, that Easter, bring new things, all of that. So it feels like a very good year. And we are in a massive transformation, transformative time in terms of, um, you know, women stepping up and being you know, way more empowered, bringing more abundance into their lives and their homes. And um, I would say, to be honest, it's really a time of like trust really coming into your heart because your intuition, the what hasn't been working in patriarchal business, male dominant societies is they just haven't had us with our hearts, using us and our intuition, our heart. And like with us doing that and, and leaning into that intuition is going to make a huge difference. Um, but also from the very get-go, the first thing we talked about was your span of control and making sure that you are looking after your own temple, your body, your heart, your mind, and then your physical environment. And that for me is the magic combo um, when you have those three um, in place and in balance balance. Um, it's really, you know, that's where, that's where the real magic happens. You're speaking my language. I have the chills, such a beautiful, beautiful message. Thank you for all that you do and for being the bright light in the world. I mean, we really need your magic. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, um, uh, as I said to everyone this morning on our community, I was like, it wouldn't be we wouldn't be able to do this if we weren't all stepping up and raising up and taking action and shining our light. And, um, you know, Casey, as a podcaster myself, like I, I um, really released my podcast earlier this year and I was so astounded in Ireland I got to like number two in the Irish business charts which was amazing and loads of different places it was amazing we went up but it was the community that did that and I messaged them all I was like you're the ones that listened you're the ones so everyone here is listening has a business like listening to Casey following me supporting other women like doing a like doing a follow that's where the traction happens and I was in out of like 50 podcasts in the business, there was five women, five women, you know, so it's time for us to shine and speak up and share and, and connect and support. And so if you are listening, like, you know, just follow, support, like, subscribe, like all those little things do make a big difference. Um, And uh, yeah, for, for not just for me, but for Casey and for everybody, because we can kind of pass by and I'll go, she's doing a great job, but 
you know, when we really want to make a difference, we have to make our voices be heard. And that's literally by um, subscribing, liking, following and, and telling other women about us and about whatever what we're doing. So important. And I feel that as women, we often don't say that part. We often leave out that invitation. And in order to amplify our voices and to collectively come together and contribute to the feminine rising, that's so needed. It really brings the visual of your bluebells because the bluebells yes. symbolize community and flourishing and coming together so we can thrive. So I just got that vision when you were sharing that. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, this is this is we're all here supporting each other together. So um, thank you for thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Until next time, my friend, breathe joy. If you like today's episode, head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance to review the show. And on the heels of what Patricia just shared, it would be awesome if you went ahead and subscribed and liked Women Developing Brilliance and shared it with your biz besties. It does really help contribute to the feminine rising. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.